Hey, y'all. Welcome. We are having a conversation today with Tybee Diskin from Chasing Immortality. We're going to talk about lots of stuff today. We're also <laughs> going to talk about lots of stuff for another episode. So you're going to get uh, two deep dives on two transhumanist uh, leaders, thought leaders, thinkers. So hi, Tybee. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thank hi, you Tybee. For me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, hi. we're so happy to have you. It's so nice to hear Southern accents. Oh, oh <laughs> see, we don't hear it, but everybody tells us. I mean, I hear it in Heather, but I don't hear hey. it in myself. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> tells us that we sound very uh, Southern all the time. So thank you. I, uh, I, it makes me think of home. So I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> we giving those Tallahassee vibes. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have different accents. Where I'm from, it's much more like, have you ever watched Eastbound and Down? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Katie Mixon, who plays April, is from Pensacola. Okay. I did a bunch of like theater with her little sisters when I was growing up. This is just a strange fact that I've, <laughs> I don't think I've said on there. Uh, but her whole like real clipped yeah. accent that's like really in, oh, the, in okay. this register, that's what people sound like where I'm from. All right. Nice. There you go. Well, I think maybe we're out slow as and low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the slow and low. My dad's from Atlanta. He's got that like old school. Oh, accent, yeah. So I'm always like. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, um, for if for our listeners who have not heard your show, tell us a little bit about what you all do over there. Well, uh, we talk about people who have tried to achieve immortality, either literally or eh, figuratively, mostly literally. Uh-huh. Uh, it involves a lot of drinking of substances <laughs> one shouldn't. Um <laughs> like mercury or gold or whatever. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of murder, a lot of murder, a lot of weird sex. Mm. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah, right <laughs> up our alley. I honestly. mean, you hit the trifecta, quite honestly, you know? of what everybody wants there. Uh, yeah. Murder yeah, of people to sell your soul to the devil type thing? Uh, more like, well, we did like a Elizabeth Bathory who used mm-hmm. to kill virgins and bathe in their blood yes. to keep her beauty and stay... Uh, youthful forever just try retinol um, why would you do that it's like I so know. many more steps botox there's is like way so less many subscriptions criminal stuff yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that the battery episode is uh there is a full tilt like if you are squeamish you should tap out right now mm. warning in the middle of the episode you got to yeah uh because she did some really gnarly stuff yeah really gnarly stuff and yet did not live forever i'm I'm assuming and she did not That's in fact live work. forever no although i believe her body is missing uh-oh well so maybe who she knows? Didn't remember correctly she's Spoiler. pulling an elvis yeah Which she did live forever yeah. she's just chosen to not share that with everyone she's taken mm-hmm. on a nude identity uh and it's me <laughs> oh your skin wow. does look great you do so, look great <laughs> yeah it's Thank glowing you. so i was yeah. wondering what you've been doing uh it's just this camera it's great it washes everything out i have to turn all the lights off otherwise you can't see anything just eyes and a mouth and so uh, i don't have to put on makeup so i'm just i'm just nice and glowing um well yeah so these the the person we're gonna talk about right now he he did not kill any virgins or bathe in any blood but he definitely believed he could uh uh, escape death at least eventually escape death right oh yeah oh yeah so we're talking about fm2030 and that's not his name that's not his real name well it was an abbreviation well, it's not his, it, given name yes, yeah that's his, true his he changed his name. name that's true he changed his name yes. um yes. and 20 20- he says i believe that his his chosen name has nothing to do with his given name 
if I believe. Just happens to be the same initials. But uh, he says it's, well, he never actually clarified, but many thought it stood for like future man or future modular. But it also happened to be the initials of his name. His first and middle name. Yes, which I can't (laughs) pronounce and I'm not going to try to and butcher it. But the 2030. Something. Yes. um, The 2030 stood for, he believed and ostensibly still believes because his body's being frozen right now so i don't know if your brain works while that's going on or what but that um by by 2030 we would all be able to essentially um escape mortality escape death so he is he froze had himself frozen in the event that that can happen still not unfrozen though not yet not yet do you think are they waiting until 2030 to unfreeze him? No, I think the whole purpose is when you go into Alcor is they're waiting on a time when they flip the switch back that they're ready for you. So they're not yeah. ready to flip any switches now. Okay. Not yet. No, but we have uh I mean 8 years at this point. Well, there's still time. <laughs> there's still <laughs> just to time. get him to where he wanted to be. So, yeah, there's I, think I mean 2030 is his hundredth birthday. Yes. That's why he mm-hmm. picked that date. Yeah. Even though yeah. Yeah. he yeah. was a little bit, I mean, when he passed away, spoiler alert, you guys, he's frozen, <laughs> so he's not still around. <laughs> but they, the newspapers were like, he was born in this year. But while he was alive, he was a little bit, don't worry about how old I am. He didn't really want to say, I'm proudly this many years old. Mm-hmm. Well, that must have been one of those things that keeps us apart. Age, gender, <laughs> yes, sexuality, borders true. of na- nationality. It was like, just get rid of all that. He's like, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Just, just like, what it. if we're all one? <laughs> don't worry about it at all. What if we are? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a wonderful world? Sadly, that is not the world we live in. And all of those things matter a ton. Uh, just a little mm. bit. Yeah. To, <laughs> to For lots of stuff. Good and bad, unfortunately. So our FN2030 friend is... He was a health nut, to put it bluntly. I mean, he just mm-hmm. tried to eat the best things and what a life. He was vegetarian. vegetarian. He said he never ate anything that had a mother. That's right. Which I've been a, I was a vegetarian and vegan for many years, so I get that. But now I'm a monster again and eat meat. So that's why I'm going to get crushed. <laughs> vegan and vegetarian. Yeah. Switch yeah. back. I can't do it. It's hard. It's, it. uh, it's real hard. I uh, I just have a digestive disorder, so I can't. Yeah, the, the way that all of the things, all of the sources of protein that are that aren't meat, I can't digest. Oh, <laughs> oh, like soy so, and everything. Yeah, I can't oh. have yeah. like, any like legumes. I can't have any of that. So I was like oh. dying the entire time, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna eat meat <laughs> like, and like, yeah. I don't know, be nice to animals in my yeah. That's, you know what? You do what you can. Yeah, Gotta, always. You know, well, according to uh, some of these transhumanists in the future. We're going to be able to just grow food humanely. Like they can just grow a steak without having to produce a cow. I mean, we're close, aren't we? It's getting close. I mean, we have Beyond Meat, Impossible Burgers. getting there. Well, I would like to 3D print a steak on demand. I feel like I don't understand 3D printers because I'm like, just 3D print that. It's not how that works. Yet? No. Yet. What are the things called in Star Trek? The, the, The... Food machine? Why can't I think of it? Oh man, is this it like is embarrassing. Vending, like a vending machine, <laughs> but it yeah, makes it a replicator. Oh, there you a go. Replicator. Yes. A replicator. It's like that. Yeah. It's so funny because before my dad passed away, I would Facetime with him, and he's like, "This is Star Trek. This is like Star Trek." And the wild thing is, a lot of the stuff that's being predicted is Star Trek. 
It is printing mm-hmm. food, yeah. replicating food. So I think it's interesting with this gentleman and with Ray Kurzweil is that I don't think they're wrong. They just may like I think FM twenty thirty was maybe early. So that was kind of our. They were ahead of their time. They're too. You're too soon, right? And so I think on you or are they or are we too late? We're all just you know? trying to catch up. His FM twenty thirty said that he was because he didn't say born launched. In the 20th century, but really he was should have been the 21st think, century. I'm saying that. I don't think I knew that he said he was launched. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. They, maybe... He doesn't use the word born. He also referred to his girlfriend as a friendship because he didn't like the term girl, girlfriend. So yeah, he was very lover. anti, like, yes, yes. He was anti, is... like, um, anything that attached someone to another human yes. or to something that... Perhaps they didn't want to be attached to. For example, the names, like, because we're named by our parents. True. And the names they give us are something they chose and, you know, usually are indicative of your culture, your race, your ethnicity. So he, you know, said, I'm not the person I was 10 years ago. I'm certainly not going to be the person I am going to be in 20 years. So, like, I don't want to be tied to this name Instead, he just pulled a prince and became like a symbol, essentially. Well, the book To Be a Machine talks about the belief, well, the reality that your cells regenerate every seven years to 10 years, like depending on who you ask. And then it's the ship of Theseus question of, okay, well, if all my cells are different, am I even the same person or what makes you the same person throughout that regeneration? So again, he's not totally wrong. Briefly, though, Christy, you've had two children. Would you describe them as having launched from you? Um, I would describe it as me having um blasted them out. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. they they launched. Uh, they I was a launching pad, and they launched. It was more like a um, like at the bank when the tubes come down. That's kind of, except reverse. It was a pneumatic experience. A, yeah, it was just like vroom, like sure. yeah. It was yeah. um, whatever <laughs> got them out. Even. Yeah, incidentally, oh, wow. for sure. That's how babies will yeah. be born in the future is through the bank. You know what? <laughs> Just straight up a tube. And that's Shoot what we're all going to be in the tube with a bunch of goo to keep us frozen until it's time for us to mm, I to think unthaw. we're getting to Matrix time. Yeah. This is, we're getting into Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be batteries for the aliens. <laughs> that's men. what it that's all is. But that's what it is. Like you were just saying, Heather, like all of this stuff, like Black Mirror and everything, the reason I find it so unsettling is because it's really not that far off. Mm-hmm. It's maybe, you know, like, some of it is happening now, but, like, the more advanced parts of it, 10 years, which, you know, is pretty much what he predicted. And so I think it's just kind of inevitable that we're headed that way to where AI is going to be the more dominant thing that people start to incorporate that into their bodies to live longer. It makes sense because otherwise you're just i mean our species will go extinct like what right now we all have an aging and dying process and there's like usually like a hundred years say is when you're gonna move on except for betty white who cashed out 17 days too early um but you know if we can extend that i don't see a pro i am i am on board with it do i recognize that there are issues Perhaps ethically, yes. But I think that that's the case with everything when it's first starting out. 
Do y'all and then think, you just got to work out the kinks. Well, do y'all think that 2030 is a realistic date for immortality or just at least living beyond being 100? No. Yeah. Ooh. No, really. See, I think no. we already do live. Not everyone, but like there are people that already do live beyond 100. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, not, the, but the thing is that like life expectancy it historically is a, is a little different than we think mm-hmm. it is where they think like people only live to be 50. It was like, well, no, lots of people lived past 50. It's just right. so many people died before 50 that the average was 50. Right. Excuse and a lot of children and stuff died too. Right. Yeah. So Kids, it brought it way down. Almost every child died. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing uh, there were truly, adults because they all died as kids. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> I, there are still kids where I'm like, how did you, how are you not, how are you still here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just How did smallpox not take you? You jumped off a trampoline. Um, What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think twenty thirty is like um a global majority is gonna live past a hundred. No. Well I also think think we're on our way. You know, because twenty thirty was so every by every account, like what's missing in all of his like no borders, no nothing to separate us is racism, classism. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't discuss any of those things and so this like sh- his idea of shared affluence where it was like and if you're poor just don't be um yeah. <laughs> great idea <laughs> so i think no like, as technology advances even it, it you know we see this all the time in technological advancements where rich people get access to them mm-hmm. more quickly um i think even if we even if on 2030 someone's like i figured it out the rollout for that is gonna be abysmal mm-hmm. sure yeah, based I on I don't that. know, we don't have any. Nothing else happened recently that would suggest that rollout for new technology <laughs> right. takes a little exactly. longer is crazy. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing from reality. I mean, you're, I think you're <laughs> completely right that if they found a genius pill or a genius chip, they're not going to go and distribute it to the areas that need it the most. I think they're going to say, no. "Well, it's kind of like what we see when we see scammers." who are in positions of power taking money from more vulnerable people where, like, we covered Alec Murdoch yeah. and um, Tom Girardi, where they go, well, these these poor cretins, they just don't know how to handle all of this money. So I will take it for them. And so I would mm-hmm. think if they develop a chip that's going to superpower, you know, supercharge a brain, that someone in charge would go, well, we can't just give it to everybody because they wouldn't know right. how to handle it. It's like, well, isn't that the point of the chip is that they would know how to handle it because it made them genius. But this, I, the whole humans are just also greedy and selfish and egocentric. And so I think when you say, oh, well, the at, at its best, transhumanism would make everyone equal and we would all have access to it. Yeah, at its best. But it's run by somebody who thinks that they know better. Right. Yeah. No, it would be doled out. The genius ship would be doled out to those who, whoever came up with it, thought deserved it. It certainly wouldn't be given to to everyone. Genius ship would eat ten out of ten. Sounds great, like a cool ranch. <laughs> Give me a cool ranch version. Cool, cool ranch flavor genius ship. Well, yeah, before we uh, nacho cheese. Before we hit Give record, me hot. we started. Do you want oh, flaming hot, hot. In- immortality? <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. Nice. Hell That's yeah. A, yeah. Uh, but before Going we started recording, blazing. we started talking about being frozen because FM twenty thirty is not dead. He they did a cooling process and then they replaced his blood with the antifreeze. So now he is in a bucket. Well, it's a it's a human size, man sized bucket, a, a tube, a tube, a tube. That's true. A bucket yeah. is an open tube, so it's a closed bucket. It's very like how you imagine in sci fi movies when they yeah. walk into the room and there's the bodies floating in yeah. the liquid. Yeah, it's like that. So Mr. Freeze's wife. <laughs> yeah. Do we think that they're going to be able to defrost these folks? 
No. No. It's a scam. <laughs> Is it not a scam? Like I don't I don't think I don't think it's a scam. I don't think that I think I they think can that, be defrosted. Will they be come back to life? Functional. That's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They haven't yet defrosted or unthawed um a mammal that has survived. And they've tried with like dogs and other animals and stuff. Yeah. I think that the technology will eventually be there. I don't know. Um, I don't know how long you can stay in that that goo before it's like, nah, you missed your window. But I think that eventually technology will be there. I mean, it could be a hundred years from now, but I think it'll be there eventually. But the guy that runs it just takes the money now, and then couldn't you just I mean, like yeah. burn the body and just tell somebody that their family member is in the tube? Couldn't you just project an image that look? Because you can't even you can't look in the tube, can you? From your from the description on the show, it sounded like it was a closed tube. You can't even go and I, see them. Yeah, I don't believe you can see anything in there. But they even could. Couldn't they just put they're, a little? They're like steel. A glass thing up there, and it looks like their face, but it's just a hologram. We wouldn't know. You could put Tupac on stage. You could put anybody in that. I tube. was just thinking that. <laughs> Tupac there's a there's a Selena hologram now, as there should be on every stage. Uh, what? Uh, but you could just. So I think you're right, Chrissy, that in theory, like later on they could. But for now, that's like such a scam that you could take can somebody's I, money. Can I tell you a really weird 100%. like snippet of information? Just a, a story that has almost nothing to do with this, but I just love need that. to tell someone. It <laughs> has to do with Selena. Please. I couldn't remember who killed Selena <laughs> I will never recently forget. because I was like, doesn't her maid have something to do with it? And my boyfriend was like, I think it was like a fan. And I was like- It was her manager. You gotta her look it up. fan club manager. Yeah. yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't think of it. I was like, somebody- and so I Googled, I said into my Google Assistant, who killed Selena Quintanilla? Expecting it to be like, Selena Quintanilla was killed on whatever day by blank blank. But instead it just goes, Yolanda. <laughs> it just said her first name. <laughs> just it Yolanda. just said Yolanda? Yeah, like I, I'm, and Josh and I were like crying laughing because I just, neither of us were expecting it to be like, Yolanda. Yolanda. <laughs> Don't you know? Google has not Yolanda beef with Yolanda on this yeah. date. No. Her fan club manager. Your it just was name. like, it was Yolanda. Yolanda. Don't, and Google then it like, took that it personal. Took a second, and then yeah. it and then it told me more, but it was like this bitch Yolanda. Like it, that's how it felt. <laughs> like it was Yolanda. gossip. Ma- don't, many people don't know Google is a huge Selena fan <laughs> and took that one on the chin real hard. Yolanda. So. Google was offended. Uh, <laughs> how could you? I could not believe it. And it I now wild. every time somebody mentions Selena, I think of Yolanda. Yolanda. That's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Google is very helpful. Um well, yeah, so I, we said... I, but, I mean, to that point, Heather, isn't everything that you give your money to a scam? Yeah, 100%. This whole world's a scam. Everything's a scam. <laughs> okay. Taxes are a scam. Like, I mean, everything's a scam. a scam. Money's a scam. It's all a scam. I imagine that the Stock Alcor market, Institute has a lot of stuff set up to where it's not just one person in charge. There are board of directors and shareholders That's and more. things sure. with one O to where it gets passed down and... um I mean, if you've got the money and you want to live uh, ostensibly forever, then if you want to do it, I say go for it. I it's very it's a comforting thought for me because as an atheist, I think when you die, you die, and I don't want to die, and I don't want my loved ones to die. So to think that there is a way where we could all be frozen and then eventually one day all be reunited, that to me like gives me hope and comfort. What I guess a lot of people would feel like heaven. So you would want to be frozen 
With the hope of only being if, thawed only again. if my children and Tommy could as well. You want a family plan, a pack, a four. I don't want to come back by myself because that would be yeah. sad as shit. Uh, yeah, but if if we could have a family plan and uh, get on that, then yes, I would do Tommy, it. Tommy, would you be frozen? Boy, I tell you what, I just don't know. I think it, the the thing about this is like we'd have to have. It seems to me that we'd need to colonize another planet before we can start freezing people, because otherwise we run into big time overpopulation issues. Yeah, space problems. Uh, yeah, unless unless uh, being frozen sterilizes you, uh, we got issues, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, that messes with the like natural circle mm-hmm. of life. Oh, there's gonna uh, be problems. There's gonna yeah. be problems for sure. Yeah, like I don't care when about your problems. I want to when you're unthawed. But I think that. To me, like the uh, the concept of death, if I really start to think about it too much, like I'll have a panic sure. attack. Oh, it's, same, too, same it's, too, it's too overwhelming for me to think that like all of this will just be black and there's nothing and like I won't see my children and stuff again. So to think that this could be a possibility like makes me feel hopeful. It's exciting. Yeah. And it's hopeful yeah. and like something that like if I could afford to do it. Then I I would I I would look I mean I you can am get insurance cryonic it. insurance didn't that one guy from Less you know? Wrong say if you don't do mm-hmm. cryonics for your children you're a bad parent um, mm-hmm. there was a, a gentleman I can't I think it was an English philosopher that said give me death in an English countryside than eternity in a tube in California yeah which actually it's Arizona but thanks um but yeah that's but true. either way what 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 does that matter like you're dead in the ground or you're in a tube you're blacked out either way so you know what i mean seen i don't know one of those feels yeah one of those feels like less dignified than the other to me yeah okay and also i just think especially like i'm a i'm uh i also do not believe in a in a sky daddy but i uh was raised jewish and i um kind of hold on to some of those traditions and rituals i think they're really beautiful and important and bring people together um and specifically uh jewish ritual surrounding death i think is really lovely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i to me i can't believe i'm about to say this but like being frozen in a tube is extremely against my religion <laughs> like we don't do embalming we don't do like you die right. and you're in the ground in 48 hours goodbye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there's no there's no makeup there's no 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 yeah. your friends bury you with a shovel Mm-hmm. within two days a true friend sundowns uh and so to me like i would rather be buried in the english countryside than mm. dead in a tube in arizona i would want to uh, achieve immortality through the works that we leave and the kids you leave and the generations and like i think i'm a testament to the people that came before me and the people that come after me will be a testament to me or if i never have kids you know the things i've written or the show we've made together i think (laughs) sinisterhood will be forever why wouldn't you want to be around i want to be here i just don't want to have to be frozen in a tube to have to be here yeah and that's what i think max moore the guy who runs alcor labs said i don't want to be frozen listen this is not my bag i'm not here for it this is a backup plan well first of all he's like this is a backup plan because ray kurtzweil said there's pretty much like three phases like phase one is taking vitamins taking care of yourself eating properly you know nutrition yada yada phase two is biotechnology which we have now where they reprogram you know your own immune system to fight cancer things like that and then phase three which he thinks is going to 
eradicate disease and death is the nanorobots that will go in you. He's like, phase one and two are really just a, for you to get to phase three. So he's like, I'm not trying to say freeze me forever. And Max Moore agrees. Max Moore's like, the freezing is just so if you didn't make it using phase one, if you didn't get mm-hmm. to phase two or three, that way you're kind of skipping the step. Hold on to me until we can become robots. Um, so that's kind of the the plan there. So, I mean, for Max Moore, at least, because he's still kicking and cashing those checks. I mean, I think he believes in it. I think he believes in what he's doing, 100%. Sure. I'm just saying, there's a lot of, like, when you're dealing any time in the business of death, there's a lot of movement. Uh, or there's a lot of uh, space for uh, scams, uh, mismanaging money, things like that, so... You never know. I mean, anything that that capitalizes on people's fear of death, which or fear a lot, like or just fear in general, fear of the yeah. Other, I mean, religion death, could be. I mean, yeah. I think that a lot, many religions are a total scam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. That uh, makes yeah. sense. But yeah, team science, like science, can be proven, and just blind faith, in my opinion, can't. So I think. That if you really are wanting to, like, live forever with your family, then you're going to have to do maybe more stuff than just praying. Yeah, maybe be frozen. Or maybe sure. something else comes along that um, instead of frozen, we can do that. But I think I think um, it'll be a – I think it would be very interesting. I think it's very interesting and fascinating to think about. To think if, like – you just clocked out for like a hundred years and then came back. What that would be like? I think it would be like idiocracy. <laughs> I want it to be like yeah, Encino maybe. Man, where yeah. I get on frozen yeah. and I'm extremely hot. Yes, yeah. I want to come back with a six pack. That's that's the deal. Yeah, can you just? I just make want me... to come back as '90s Brendan Fraser. Oh, that's what I want. Oh, he was. Can peak. I be reincarnated? Peak. As yes. <laughs> See, I'm more in the that like reincarnation because I don't think it just goes black when you die. I think, and I think that matters too of what you think happens when you die, whether you fear it or not. I don't fear death at all. Death is but a window. So, or death is but a door. Time is cool. but a window. I'll be back. Um, it's from Ghostbusters too. Uh, but also a thing I said at my dad's funeral. I think, yeah, I don't think we just turned to nothingness. So I, I think I don't want to. You quoted Ghostbusters too at your dad's funeral. Oh hell yeah! I eulogized him. I said <laughs> Ghostbusters, I... some other stuff, um, <laughs> some other movie quotes. Um, but yeah, so I think you know if you don't uh, delay what could come next, because it could be even better. You don't know what it is. So I think that's pretty cool, in my opinion. So that's why I don't want to end up in a tube. Also, if you read Lincoln the Bardo by George Saunders, he's a little bit more of like on the Buddhist side. And the idea is that to me, it's this sounds like the Bardo. Like this sounds like the cemetery where everyone's hanging out because they're too afraid to go to what's next. And they think that when you finally accept that you've died in the in the book, you you like explode kind of like a rocket ship. But what's really happening is you're going through reincarnation. But there's so many people clinging to their life that they had now that they don't want to move on to that next step. And so it's an extremely good book, the audio book, even better because it's got an all star cast. But it kind of explores D- different people and how what the, they did while they were alive and how they died and now why they're clinging so much to that life when you say hey I had a life well lived I'm ready to move on to whatever's next um, so I think I'm more in that camp so don't freeze me when I'm gone uh, Viking funeral only shoot me out of a cannon okay. like Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> you got it dude <laughs> thank you I, we'll, we'll put a little good. do not freeze tattoo on you <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. like do not like a DNR but a just do, do not, not freeze. freeze my, do not my best friend and I uh, joke one day we'll actually get them we want to get DNE tattoos that say do not exercise <laughs> Because one day, one day I was like, if you ever get, if demons are real and you ever get possessed by a demon, do you want me to exercise you? And she was like, I think no. And I was like, word. 
She's like, allow, allow me to meld as one with my demon overlord. Just let me become the demon. I thought you I'm meant there. exercise, like workout, and no, I was no, like no. saying, yeah. that's Exorcise. what the tattoo I need. Yeah. So I was like, I also exercise. need the do not exercise. I was wondering yeah, if someone tattoo. else was exercising you for you, like moving your arms and stuff. And I was like, I'll take uh, that all day long. I don't have to do anything. No physical therapy. No, yeah, it's do I'm not, do not, uh, if there is a demon, do not bring John Constantine. Well, maybe bring John, John Constantine. Constantine. Yes. But uh. only John Con- <laughs> exercise only by John Constantine. Nobody else. <laughs> I don't want some. I don't want Ed and Lorraine Warren. I don't want some bumbling no. priest. I want no. Keanu Reeves in a leather jacket. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just John Constantine. That is the mm-hmm. only one. I'm saving it. The way that Cher Horowitz is saving herself for Christian Slater. <laughs> yes. Me yes. and my demon are saving ourselves for John Constantine. That's beautiful. My exorcism I love for that. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for quoting Clueless, one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. So I think it's the best. I think our last kind of question we were going to talk about was the ethics of this transhumanism and how is it different from just how we treat illness right now? Is that trying to treat death like a disease to stop it so bad? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think we do things every day to extend our life. It's just transhuman, like, that's the extreme part of it. But, I mean, like, my son is deaf in one ear, so he wears a hearing aid. That's a a machine, a robotic-type thing that helps him be more successful in his his day-to-day life. So, you know, if you lose a limb and you get it replaced with a bionic arm, like, should you not be allowed to do that because, like, the body you were born with no longer works? It's a good question. What about if your legs are reasonably fine and you decide you want to switch them out for carbon fiber blades to be faster? I think that's up to you. I mean, if you want to like have your legs amputated because that's your thing and a doctor is ethically okay with doing it, then I think that's your right to do it. I personally yeah, am not going to do it, but... That's interesting because then you get into like the Hippocratic Oath and all of the do no harm stuff. And it just depends because like, for instance, there are so many women who have been denied access to like tube ties Mm -hmm. because their doctor says like, you might want it in the future. You might want a baby. Mm -hmm. And they're not listened to when they're like, I'm definitely never going to want a child. Please stop this. But their doctor, because of, well, one, they fear malpractice suits. And two, if they believe in like do no harm and they have an idea in their head of what harm means to a person, Mm -hmm. we run in, we run back into the human problem and how like we cannot put our, like so many people could just simply cannot imagine another person's existence. Can't Mm -hmm. just, it's not, it just doesn't exist to them. Uh, And so, well, I think we would run into a lot of that if we, as we try to get more open-minded about what we do to our own bodies. Uh, I think we're, we're bumping up against a lot of like, but I think that that's bad. So I will not perform that surgery. Mm-hmm. And then it's, then it gets weird because mm-hmm. we need each other to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like if you could cut off your own legs and put on new ones. Good. Great. Wouldn't no problem. Well. Yeah. Wouldn't go Solved. very well. <laughs> right. But you can't. Uh, well, there's yeah. a, a group called the grinders that are out of Pittsburgh and in 2015, they started what's called wetware, where they were implanting these things they made themselves in their hands. They're a disc kind of thing. But because they could not find doctors to do it, because exactly what you said, do no harm, they had to go to a 
a person that called themselves like a bio uh, alterer in Germany. They found somebody who would do it and they have these bizarre looking discs in their hand with like four or five glowing lights and one of them it wasn't healing up so good in their picture what do they do so it it uploads a constant biometric signal to their phone or through bluetooth and the internet and then they can see like what their body temperature is every five seconds what Mm. their heart rate is every five seconds and in 2015 that's first of all just hearing about it the to be a machine um author went and looked down in their basement which of course it was done in the basement but it was because they they can't do this like they're trying to alter bodies with machines and so this was kind of like a weird thing in 2015 and it was so gross and look at their gross hands well we know people that have constant glucose monitors because they have type 1 diabetes Mm -hmm. and that connects to their phone through their apple watch i know someone who has a um it's this piece of wire that goes across their forehead down their neck down to a battery pack in their butt for their migraines and there's a little remote and that if they cool. start to get a migraine they click a button and it turns their migraine off and to recharge it they have to put a magnet up to their butt cheek and i think it's once every six or seven years you go in and replace it and since they've had the the surgery it's even more uh advanced now where it gets implanted in your mm-hmm. chest uh, up in your like collarbone it's because it's a shorter circuit and so to see, to read these 2015 articles and hear these descriptions of the the grinders, the biohackers that, oh, they're so gross, they're, they were doing it themselves. Well, now doctors also can implant chips in Parkinson's patients that will measure their tremors and the amount of tremors they have. So then they the neurologist gets the information. So at their next appointment, they don't have to go, hey, how often do you shake? They're like, okay, well, we see right here your tremors happen. They were happening every 10 minutes. Now they're every five minutes. We're going to up your medicine. So it's I think we're... Wow. You're right that I think the ethics of it are when it's elective, it's sticky, but maybe when it's coming to medical, now it's being accepted through, you know, all these medical ethicists. That's like their whole job is to sit on panels and say what is and isn't okay. I think we'll move towards a world where like, yeah, hook me up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that what's going on right now with like discussion surrounding elective surgery the fact that like gender affirming surgeries are oftentimes covered by insurance is a good indicator that we are moving in the direction where things will be considered necessary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if they are uh if you're not battling like a lethal issue right Mm -hmm. um well i mean it depends on what you're what you mean by lethal uh but I I still think that like we we're gonna bump up against it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that the terminology calling it gender affirming now, when before people would call it sex change, you know, r- updating yeah. the language, the medical language to say this is actually a necessary surgery. This and it is necessary, right? Um, yeah. And you know, so well, and societal uh, language, the vernacular that like you and I might use for something does still differ from the. Uh, medical terminology because I believe the medical terminology in a lot of places is still sex reassignment or gender reassignment. Um, So I, I do think that society is pushing the medical field forward Mm -hmm. pretty well um, because like there is an observable phenomenon going on Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to, it's going to keep getting better. Uh, Especially as like women band together and we're like, hey, mm-hmm. I had the same experience. Yes. We can all talk to each other now, jerks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the connectivity uh, of the internet. And I think that's a big plus in the the 
what good does social media do is one of the only goods that it does is connect people who were otherwise extremely marginalized, had no one to talk to, thought they were the only one that felt that way. Now finding a group right. that says, oh, my gosh, same thing. And here's what I did. Here's the steps I took. Here's how, you know, you can I, I've made this progress and let me share and not keep the information so secret. Yeah, so we're all moving towards something together. Well, uh, I think so. I think that wraps our conversation on FM 2030. Thank you so much for nice. being with us. You have a new season yes, of thank you. Chasing Immortality coming up, don't you? We do, yes. And one of your upcoming episodes is going to be on Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil. So we yes. will have a separate discussion on that. We did an episode on transhumanism that hopefully you all have listened to. If not, um, check it out. And then in just a couple weeks, your Ray Kurzweil episode will air, and then we'll have a conversation on that as well. So thanks for being with us. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Sinister Who.